from God our Father, from His Son, our Savior Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, who caused to be written for our learning the scripture which is the foundation of this message. It is found in the prophet Isaiah, there in chapter 25 and one verse in 26. And so it reads, Like the heat of the desert, you silence the uproar of foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud. So the song of the ruthless is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines, on this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. And then verse 19 of chapter 26. Your dead will live, Lord. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. So far the text my guess is, like for me, the first time you've given attention to Isaiah as it is so recorded in the name of Jesus. Physical death. Physical death is a hostile enemy. We as Americans are always developing ways to somehow deny it, to whitewash it, to wish it away. Think of it, and you know it. You've probably been there as I have, saying it, using the euphemisms of the English language. So-and-so passed away. So-and-so is not with us anymore. So-and-so's number was up. We Americans like to play make-believe, to pretend that physical death is just an innocent, friendly transition, a, 
a new adventure, if you will. Some, some among us prefer to live in their own virtual reality. Boy, have we learned what that word means. Scientific technologies hard at work trying to devise a way to download your mind and consciousness into another body. Oh, yeah, thereby making it possible for your mind and your consciousness to live forever. Seems every generation has its Dr. Frankenstein. Movies, television, constantly throw physical violence into the generation that we are a part of. Into our faces as we view what is front, in front of us. It anesthetizes people to the harsh reality of physical death. Physical death is not nice. It is ugly. And it is, without God's help, permanent. One side effect in many ways American culture in turn glories in physical violence. However, when you go to a funeral of a loved one, a relative, friend, a neighbor, fellow member, a beautiful savior perhaps, the air, no, the air clears and you realize once again the cold, stark, staring you in the face, reality. Physical death is a hostile enemy. The Apostle Paul calls it the last enemy. The grave. The grave has a greedy appetite. The jaws of death swallow the living, one after another. There's no stopping it. No wishing it away. No place to hide. Death, the swallower, keeps on swallowing the living. Did we ever have an opportunity like we've had in the year 2020 to be told every night how many have died today? Isaiah has a promise for you. The promise comes from about 700 years B.C., before Christ. It is a promise from the Lord God Almighty, the Holy One of Israel. He proclaimed, and this is in the text, verse 7, On Mount Zion, Yahweh of hosts will swallow up the face of the covering cast over all the peoples, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death. Forever. And the Lord Yahweh will wipe away tears from all faces. The Holy One. The Holy One of Israel. The Commander-in-Chief of Angels. In numbers beyond counting. Announced 
through his prophet Isaiah, a promise of an immense turnaround. The burial face shroud in burial blankets will be swallowed up. Physical death with its greedy appetite that ceaselessly swallows up the living will itself get swallowed up by the Lord God. It will get swallowed up and disappear forever. Gone. No more physical death. No more burial graves. Isaiah picked up on this emphasis in the next chapter. That is verse 19 of chapter 26. He affirmed this promise by speaking to God his confidence in the promise. So speaks Isaiah. Your dead, O Yahweh, will live. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew, O Yahweh, is like the dew of the morning. God's people, God's own people, will bodily rise to eternal life. And among those who will enjoy the gift of resurrection is Isaiah himself. Isaiah knew that he would physically die. Yet he trusted the promise that he too would receive the gift of bodily resurrection. Isaiah used a figure of speech to illustrate it. Like dew, he said. Like dew that causes the earth to have Productive vegetation, so this is God's kind of dew. And it will cause the physically dead, who belong to the Lord, to rise up and see the light of life. Many of Isaiah's contemporaries must have thought Isaiah was crazy. You know what I mean? Living in a make-believe world. Yeah, sure. You bet, Isaiah. Uh Uh-huh. Who could believe such a thing? But this was a sure and certain promise from the Holy One of Israel, the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth himself. In the fullness of time, the Holy One, the Holy One of Israel, the Lord God Almighty began to fulfill this very ancient promise. Fast forward, if you will, with me, mentally, 700 years after Isaiah. God sent his only begotten son, the begotten of his father from eternity, to be born of a virgin. Oh yes, we heard it in the lessons, didn't we? Yes, to become Israel's messianic king. He became mortal and entered into the realm of physical death. That's where we are. He joined us. Physical death, yes, swallowed him up. Crucified on Friday, he lay dead and buried through Saturday. Then early Sunday morning, an amazing thing took place. On the third day, the God and Father of Jesus, the Holy One of Israel, raised Jesus of Nazareth from the dead, physically and bodily. Jesus Israel's Messiah broke the chains of physical death 
from the inside. He entered into the prison of the grave and from the inside broke open its prison doors. In raising him from the dead, God swallowed up physical death for Jesus himself. Thereby, the bodily resurrection of Jesus became the guarantee of the future day when physical death will be swallowed up for you and for me as well. The good news proclaimed by Christians is based on historical fact. The events of history, the history of Israel leading up to the public ministry of Jesus, Israel's messianic king. Then Jesus died. This was not make-believe. Jesus of Nazareth literally died just outside of Jerusalem, 33 A.D. He was crucified on a Roman cross during the rule of Pontius Pilate. Historical fact. We do not believe in cleverly devised myths. Physical death swallowed up our Jesus. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate near that city of Jerusalem. And then, and then on the third day, the creator of all things, the God of Israel, bodily raised up Jesus. Israel's messianic king is risen. He is risen indeed. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes. And so we repeat it again and again during the season of Easter. But it's true every day. And we mark it every Sunday. Jesus' original followers were convinced of his victory. They had the empty tomb. The promises given by Moses and the prophets. The promises given by Jesus himself. The announcements of the angels and the post-death, post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. For 40 days after his bodily resurrection, this same Jesus visibly and bodily appeared to his followers. He was not a ghost. He ate and drank with them. He showed them his bodily scars. They were eyewitnesses. He appeared to the women at the tomb, to Peter, to Cleopas, and another on the road to Emmaus, to the disciples in Jerusalem, to the disciples with Thomas, to the seven by the Sea of Tiberias, to the eleven in Galilee, and to the disciples on the road to Bethany. The Apostle Paul adds that Jesus appeared also to move to more than 500 at one time, plus James. And finally, to Paul himself on the road to Damascus. Death swallows up the living. That has been reality ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin. However, in Jesus himself, death 
was swallowed up by the God of Israel, by his Father, our Heavenly Father. This is not make-believe. This is not playing pretend. He is risen. And that first Easter, A.D. 33, was the guarantee for our own future Easter, for our resurrection, when the Lord will come again in glory, our physical death will also be swallowed up, as the Apostle Paul states, and you have heard this passage, remember where? You've heard it many times. From 1 Corinthians 15. When this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. The grave will completely disappear. Then, at that point in our bodies, we will enjoy the end-time banquet prepared by the Lord himself, and we will sing the end-time hymn of thanks and praise composed by Isaiah. In the meantime... The crucified and risen Lord gives us his own life-giving body and blood to eat and drink and thereby gives us a foretaste of the feast to come. In the meantime, we can sing Isaiah's hymn in anticipation. Call it a rehearsal, okay? A rehearsal for the coming end-time choir concert. Chapter 25, verse 9. Look here. This one is our God. We waited for him that he would save us. This one is Yahweh. We waited for him. Let us exult and rejoice in his saving action. And I say to you, brothers and sisters in Christ here, beautiful Savior, I say to you, Believe the promise from Isaiah. One day, death, the swallower, will be swallowed up. And God's people said, Amen. Indeed. Amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses our human ability, to understand it all. Keep us in that same faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory over the grave, over death that puts every human being there. He wins. We win. God be praised. Amen.